This is DJ Crash, 80s New Wave on KNON Now. And I've got the pleasure of speaking with Steve Eagles from Satan's Cats. Hi, Steve. Hey, how you doing, Jay? <laughs> I'm great, and thank you for joining me. Uh, it's got to feel good to get the band back together, right? Satan's Rats. Well, it was, it was pretty good fun. Um, you know... It was not something I ever ever planned to do, but uh, Ollie, the drummer, he, he's, he, him and Puss, they're an item, you see. Yeah. And he kind of travels around the UK watching her band, Pussycat and the Dirty Johnsons. Yes. Okay, with a sort of punk outfit, you know. And and Ollie said to me via email one day, wouldn't it be good if we kind of got the old rats back together and got puss in on vocals and at first i was kind of well you know i don't know but then about a year later um i was teaching some students because i'm a guitar teacher these days uh -huh. a couple of these students they wanted to hear some of these old satan's rats recordings so i put these things on and and I thought, wow, they're great. You know, I hadn't heard them in years. Yeah. And so uh, I emailed Ollie back. I said, yeah, great idea. Let's do it. <laughs> so uh, Ollie kind of talked you into it, but uh, it took you a year to uh, to answer his question. Took a year, yeah. <laughs> you know, those, those, those songs from Satan's Rats were great, Steve. Well, it's uh, kind of you to say that. Uh, it never felt like it at the time, you know, we were just a, one of hundreds of UK punk bands scratching around, you know, with a little singles deal. And, um, <clears throat> well, yeah, at the time, we didn't think they were that great. We just thought they were pretty good. That was all. But, but weren't you the only of those 100 punk bands in your area, the only one to have a nine-minute song? Uh, uh, this is with Bang Bang Machine you're talking oh, okay. about okay, oh. which, that's mid mid 90s oh okay all right all right i think it was, it was punk, but yeah it was, it was one of my bands so it you know was your motivation to form a punk band and we're talking about now 1977 approximately mm -hmm. uh, you know was it was it to have a creative outlet was it was it from anger was it politics was it boredom what was your what was your well, impulse? It was fun because uh, I was I left school and I was doing the, a college course. And uh, one of my oldest friends was in the same college. And uh, we, we'd sit in the library and read all the music press, which is, you know, our favorite thing to do. Every Thursday we'd get the music press, you know, like the NME, uh, Melody Maker, Sounds. Yeah so on and we just read about this thing called punk rock you know and it looked uh, really exciting and i said to my friend paul i said i said uh, i'm the former band i said do you want to sing yeah. <laughs> and he said he said well i can't sing i said i reckon you can you know <laughs> he was always singing you know when we were kids and we would all walk up town and he'd be he'd sing anything so uh, 
that's what we did. And within two weeks, we got the band members together and, and we found a rehearsal space in a, a local youth club. And, uh, and away we went. Uh, it was just fun, you know. Yeah. Uh, it meant you could do anything, anything you want, really. Uh, and you didn't have to be great musicians. And, uh, and there was just such a, an excitement around the scene that you knew if you, if you made a few good demos, you know, you had every chance of being picked up by a, by a label. And that's it, really. And that's a, that's a a fantastic and encouraging story. But and then before long, you open for the Sex Pistols, or that's the rumor. Well, we did. Uh, we'd been playing all up and down the country, you know, in just jumping in a transit van, playing around these all the punk clubs. Uh, most of them horrible dives, you know, but it, it was still fun, and. Uh, one day, uh, we were supposed to go up somewhere north like Doncaster to play some club, and it got cancelled at the last minute. And uh, the next week, the agent who had booked this gig for us, he uh, he phoned our manager up uh, at the record shop uh, in Evesham and said, uh, as recompense for me blowing that gig out at the last minute, I've got you another gig, and, and you'll be playing with the Sex Pistols in Wolverhampton, and, uh, and that's how it. That's how we, we got the gig. Do you, do you have specific memories of that that stand out, good or bad? Well, I do. Um, did uh, I wrote a short story actually? Did you ever get that from, from Randy? I did not. Please send it to me. Okay, definitely. Uh, well, uh, I've got your email address, haven't I? Yes, indeed. Yes, I have. Yeah. Well, I'll do that. I'll do that, Jay, definitely. Please. Um, anyway, yeah, I've got some pretty firm and vivid memories of that day. But it was It was a fantastic day because we were told that we had to get there by midday to this club mm -hmm. and we were not allowed to leave the club because it was a, a supposedly a secret gig so we were locked in the club with the sex pistols for the yeah for the duration of the day uh steve i definitely would love to read your uh your article your uh your your memories of that absolutely please send it i will definitely yeah and so in Satan's Rats, your uh, late seventies bands that band then kind of morphed into the Photos. I've always been a fan, Steve. Okay. Um, and in fact, I'm holding in front of me a twelve-inch vinyl of "There's Always Work," which has three versions of the song on it. And uh, and there's your name, 1983, written by Eagles, Harrison, and Sparrow. So right, what what you've got there is. Is, a, is a, a reincarnation of the photos when uh, we we'd split, just split with our singer Wendy Wendy Wu, yeah, and uh, we decided that we'd have a go as a three piece, um, not very successfully, but um, that's how that happened. That particular thing you got there, 
and so and, and that's why there's uh there's it's just male vocal on this yeah 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 that's me having a go <laughs> well uh, you know I've, as the young me always pondered you know uh okay what what is this singer trying to tell me actually um i do need to get to work <laughs> yeah well it's like a work song yeah a blues song really but yeah. in sort of with a, an 80s vibe yeah. and then and then wasn't there a a, a missing album from uh, was it from eighty three that Tony Visconti produced for you? Well, we, we did that in nineteen eighty with Tony, and uh, because of a load of political, you know, le record label hassles, uh, it, they they didn't release it, even though it's a fantastic album. Yeah, as it would be with Tony at the helm. Yeah. And, and we'd written some good, real good songs, and uh, it never got, got released. Um, but you can get it now because it's, it came out on Cherry Red Records uh, a few years ago. So, uh, you know, you can get it. Have you not got a copy then, Jay? I do not. And in fact, I'm writing down as you speak Cherry Red Records. I've ordered from them in the past, and I will look for um, that. That one is called Crystal Tips, right? Crystal Tips and Mighty Mice. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, thank you for that heads up. Um, and is it true that the that you two opened for you in the early '80s? Uh, just one time. It was at the Marquee Club in London. Oh, fantastic! And uh, I, somebody, uh, one of our road crew had said, "Oh, you got to go and see this Irish band U two. So I went to see them in a little club uh, about two weeks before they opened for us, and uh, I think it was called the Moonlight Club or something like that. Tiny place, and uh, yeah, I was quite impressed, and uh, and so, you know. Played this gig at the marquee, and then the sound check. You two turned up, and Bono came over to me and thanked me for letting them play. And yeah. I said, Bono, I said, Bono, it's nothing to do with me. You know, it's like <laughs> it's oh. just it's what agencies do. You know, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's good to have you here because I saw you a couple of weeks ago, and I thought you were great. You know. Now, um, was that around 1981? About then, yeah. You know, I. I was uh, I was in Essex that time, and I remember traveling to Hemel Hempstead, a small college, and saw you two in 1981. And I think I will follow what had been just released or something. And um, and I remember also the Edge had a broken arm, um, and he was playing with a cast on. <laughs> and I thought, hey, well, maybe this band has really got the chops, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, he, he was. Uh, he, when I saw them, he didn't have the broken arm, but uh, uh, yeah, well, it just proves it, doesn't it? You can still get on stage even with a broken arm. There you go. Did did they did the record label or Tony want the photos to be UK's answer to Blondie? Uh, well, Tony certainly didn't, uh, but the record companies certainly did i would say and uh, we were a bit bit confused because i mean we were we were blondie fans but we we're also ramones fans um 
you know, we were Stranglers fans, we were Sex Pistols fans, Clash fans. Yeah. So, but we, I just wanted to write some, you know, um, commercial music because we'd done, you know, over two years of uh, gritty punk stuff with Satan's Rats. And uh, when we got Wendy, a female singer, really great singer, great performer, it was a chance to do something else, you know. But that's the reason we got signed, because we demoed all these uh, commercial-sounding songs. Yeah. Uh, but we did make a mistake. We signed to CBS straight away. We should have done something on a, on a little label. Like Cherry Red, they wanted to sign us because they were just down the road from us in Malvern. Um, and Malvern's not far from Evesham, and they came to see us at uh, a school. We played this school where um, we were pouted with uh, Coke cans from the kids. Oh, be because you weren't punk enough? No, 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 no. I think they just, they were kids. They just thought that's what you're supposed to do, you know. Okay. It was funny. Yeah. What what was yeah. the what was the challenge or what was the problem with signing for a larger label? Uh because they want instant success. Uh and in a way we got it because our first album when it got to number four in the UK charts. So yeah. yeah. That's that's a success, isn't it? Yeah. Yes indeed. Yes indeed. And uh, you know, the, the song that I spin on my show often is, besides There's Always Work, is Do You Have Fun? And it's, that's a great song. Yeah, but the whole album was full of songs like that. Yes, um, indeed. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, so it, had, it was consistently strong throughout. Uh, <clears throat> when it came to, our, I mean, they were so thrilled with the success, you know, I'm talking about CBS. They said, who would you like to produce your second album? And I and I was a bit cheeky, and I kind of said to one of our managers, uh, Tony Visconti, please. Yeah. I think that was impossible, you know. But then it was it was it did happen. They'd sent him our, our latest load of demos, and he liked the songs. And we went and met Tony, and uh, and he said, Great. Let's make a great album. Yeah, that's got to feel good because I'm I'm sure he was working with Bowie right then, right? Just you know, that was uh, I think he'd done the Scary Monsters album, and then I think he did a, a Boomtown Rats album, and then he started working with us on our new album. These are these are great stories and memories, Steve. I, I really appreciate your time with me. Let's circle back. The new band is Satan's Cats, uh, and you know, found on all uh, platforms: Bandcamp, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and it's got to feel good to have that new release out uh, that that just came out, the new EP. Yeah, well, it does. Um... And we're getting all these reviews in, you know, from, from online punk magazines or music magazines. And, and the reviews, the reviews are great. Taking us by surprise, really. Well, good. And, and you know, maybe that means that 
no one ever forgot about Satan's rats. You know, you were always bubbling under in their memory and our music fans like me, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just pleased to speak with you and I'm so glad you're back. Thank you, Jay. Very kind of you. I, you know, I would, I would hope to say that your best years are in front of you for this band and, and, oh. not, and not behind you. And, and so, you know, all, I want to give all my best to your bandmates and to Puss Johnson. And um, I, I just hope it just keeps rolling and you have fun. That was your orish, original motivation to start playing music. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Have fun. Are, is there anything else that, uh, that we haven't covered that listeners need to know or that you'd like to point out? Uh, I just want to point out that, you know, if you go and if you get to listen to this EP uh, and you like kind of old 77 style punk rock with a modern edge and get off on Puss's vocals, she's yeah. fantastic. She know? is. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I urge people to just get a listen to it. Good. All right. Well, I hope that we can stay in touch, Steve. Uh, again, it's been a pleasure. Steve Eagles from the band Satan's Cats. And uh, I, I just appreciate you carving out time to spend it with me today, Steve. Hey, Jay, it was a pleasure. And I'm going to send you that short story as soon as this is over. Yeah, about the Wolverhampton secret gig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day. And I, again, thank you, Steve. And uh, all the best to the band. And please tell them greetings from Dallas, Texas. Will do. Will do. All See right. You, all right. Bye, -bye. Bye. Bye for now. See ya.